The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Now, how many families are there around here? 
Every family is in the village, and the scheme and the farm for long, no one is children. Oh, children. Here they are children only until they are 12. Then they go to work in the coal mine, and in one week they are old men. How many of them can read and write? Next to none. Why do you write? Because I'm going to start a school for them. A school for them? But what's that? What? Do you see these books this one day? Hundreds of them, and something wonderful to read in every single one. When I heard this part of the world was a disgrace to a Christian country, I knew this house was a godsend. I'm going to start a school in that barn next door, and you are going to help me. Oh, how, how could we keep safe, children? I couldn't. They smell. If we'd never been taught to what, so would we. As for you, Mr. I am a solicitor. I am 32 shillings a week. I'll give you 34 in your lunch. My uncle left me a little money as well as his house, and I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. But those children in the mine earn money? How can they afford? Oh, I'll pay their parents the few miserable pennies they get out of it. And when I finish with you, Miss Ronberry, you won't have time to think about snapping up a husband. And you, Mr. Jones, won't have time to be so pleased that you're saved. Well? I, I do not care if you are not happy. I am with you. Good. Now sit down. I'll tell you exactly what I have in mind. I, I, I disturb your supper, Miss Muffin. Really? The, 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 the boys for the evening class, they are in the yard. Do they like that, I say? Oh, I, I don't know, Miss Muffet. One of them has a bottle of rum. I'll take care of them. Never mind my tea, Mrs. Harding. I used to drop a penny. Stop her. Later, Rocky, later. See, that she didn't care about what. I'll please her. Miss Moffat is a very unusual woman, Mrs. Wattie. Terrible. Strong wills, of course. Terrible. She's whibbling the end of the year. I said, no, I said. Not for my past, I said. Your past? Before she took me out. But now that I'm going to court, it's all bloody bad. The court? The medicine license for a vicious court. Down into him in the street, I did. Clean them, iron and collection, all grass. I've been a different woman ever since. Are you sorry? Yes, I am. So am I. I'm just in love, Lily. But, but, but what, what was your part? Last single. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I went. Terrible. All right, Mr. King. Now, what do you want to hear the play over for? First thing you boys will do is to go to the pump and wash themselves. This is my home. It's not a coal mine. Did you understand what I said? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Good. 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 Everything is splendid. 
Oh, I'm glad. It must have been cruel to me, but I don't care more glad. Cruel to you? They're all too sweet to me. They tell me the bad for me. Mr. Jones, you like my air. It's, it's very becoming. Mm-hmm. What type of young lady does he? I am. Mr. Jones? Oh, oh yes, Miss Muffet. Oh, the, the boys are... Uh, are they still out there? It's not the boys I'm concerned about. It's the carpenter. The carpenter? He just stopped by. When I asked him when he was going to start work on the barn, he told me he had six orders not to even discuss it. He did? He ordered the buffer. That's what I want to know. Yes, that letter from the trial. No trial can be released from the mine. Then a request from the tavern in the village. A steel would interfere with beer drinking. A message from the chocolate people to the effect that I'm appalling adventures with clothes and feet. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yes. What have you filthy exercise to see on my desk? It is something outside. 
They said last night that Mr. Jones had picked them out because he could write English, and would I mind my own some dreadful way of speaking? Oh. Yes, the essays. How I would spend my holiday. I must have been mad. Listen to this one. If I have ever holidays, I have breakfast in bed and talk. Then dinner and a rest. Tea, then nothing. Then supper. Then I talk and I don't sleep. From sheer exhaustion, I suppose. Look, this one is illustrated. But what is supposed to be a bicycle tour? Will be in blooming. Oh, your squire was right, Ron. I've been a stupid and practical asset. I can't imagine how I ever. Oh, I. Yes, Miss Moffat? Oh, listen to you. The mine is dark. If a light comes in the mine, the rivers in the mine will run fast with the voice of many women. The walls will fall in, and it will be the end of the world. Yes, we have watched the darkness. Okay. So the mine is dark. But when I walk through the... the something. Oh, shaft, I think, yes. When I walk through the shaft, in the dark, I can touch with my hand the leaves on the trees and underneath where the corn is green. Yes, gone leaves. There is a wind in the sky, not the, not the, oh, the carbon monoxide they talk about. It smells like the sea, or like as if the sea had fresh flowers lying about. And that is my holiday. What's the matter with it? What's the matter with it? Take a cap off. The spelling is deplorable. Mine with two M's and me, L-E-F-S. Well, what was it, Barai? A V, for one thing. I never heard of no V. And don't call me Miss. Oh, are you not a Miss? Yes, I am, but it's not polite. Oh. You say yes, Miss Moffat, or no, Miss Moffat. M-O-F-F-A-T. No V. No V. Where do you live? You know my Miss uh, Moffat, uh, four miles from here. How big is it? Oh, four hours is on a beer hall. Have you any hobbies? Oh, yes. What? Business. Room. <laughs> Put that bottle away. Do you live with your parents? No. No, by my own self. My mother's dead, my father, and my four big brothers were in the big soft accident when I was 10 years. Really? Oh, yes. Everybody was. Who taught you to read and write? Thought. Thought? The verb to teach. Oh, teach. Who taught you? I did. Why? I don't know. Can I go now? No, no, no. Oh, tell me. Do you want to learn anymore? No, thank you. Why not? Huh. Well, is it hard we laugh? Oh, I see. Have you ever written anything before this exercise? No. Why not? Nobody never asked me to. What's the matter with it? Nothing is the matter with it. It shows you may be very clever. Oh. Have you ever been told that before? No, it's news for me. What effect does that being have on you? 
it's a bit wooden. It makes me feel that, well, that I want to know what is behind all, all of them books here. Can you come tomorrow, five o'clock? Oh, not a four seven, Miss. Uh, two miles to walk. Seven, then. That will be all. Good night. Good night, Miss Crawford. Oh, are you the one I say? I, I am the one, Miss Crawford. Miss Crawford, Mr. Jones, come in here. Oh, I'm such a fool. It doesn't matter about the bomb next door. Look out the school here. Here in this room. I'll require. I'm going to get those boys out of that mine if I have to block my face and catch them up from the pit myself. Please, ring the bell, Mr. Jones. The bell is not a it. I want the star to hear it. Clear the seven holes. And then my wrist in the dark. I can touch with my hands where the corn is Here, and I'd like to do a flashy commercial on voting. Music, please. <laughs> Don't forget to fill out your federal postcard application directly. <laughs> Now, I know the end of everything rotten in the world. 
What brought me away? Jesse says he's been sitting down for two years. He's lucky. Mm-hmm. What are these others wrong? More pills, I fear. Oh, the new death in that seat for Evan. Well, I'll sell a couple more pairs of socks. Oh, not again. Why not? It's easy. Oh, oh Bessie Walker, what is this dying duck business? All these lessons are bad for my inside. What's the matter with your inside? It goes round and round to sit me down. Yeah, there's nothing to prevent you from going for walks between lessons. You can go for one right now to the post office. Well, well, go on. I'm not going. What did you say? I'm not going. Everybody should go see. I'm going to throw myself off of here to kill myself. Oh, I'm going to throw myself off of here. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. Mark my words. Yes, you're going upstairs. And next week, you're going to leave this house and go to work. Well, he was a literary bloke, too. 
This young friend of yours has it in him to bring great credit to his class. Imagine if you could say that you had known, well, say Shakespeare as a boy on your estate. <laughs> Rather a mark, what? Just look in this book, Squire. The inscription. The right honorable Earl of Southampton. Your honors in your duty, William Shakespeare. <laughs> I often think of the pride that surged in the Earl's bosom when his encouragement to Shakespeare gave birth to the masterpiece of a poor and humble writer. <laughs> well, if the boy's really clever, it's a pity for me not to do something about it, huh? A great pity. And I can tell you exactly how you can do something about it. Buzz on, dear teacher, buzz. Well... There's a scholarship open. Oh. A scholarship to Oxford. Uh, Oxford? They've agreed to allow Morgan Evans to compete on one condition that you've asked for. My dear lady, you take the case. Oxford? Can't it be just as clever as home? No, it can't. The sort of future he could have, the background of the university is absolutely essential. Oh, Hang it all, he'll never get it. Oh, but he must have the time. Still, uh, the mere uh, prospect of one of my minors. Oh, the Shakespeare Squire, the Earl. Oh, serene, dear lady, all serene. I've got the line to Earl's Oxford camp next week. Robin, what? What? <laughs> I must be honest. Oh, I should be most obliged if you wrote the letter tomorrow. Why do you talk like this? Because you are not interested in me. 
You're interested in me. Before how can you be interested in a machine that you put a penny in and if nothing come out, you give it a shake. Evan, black your head, say. Evan, sit up and bow. Evan, what does the block give? You know what they call me in the village, no? The school teaches little dogs. What has it got to do with you if my nails are dirty? You mind your own business. I never meant to be you I have spent money on you. I don't mind that money should be spent. But time is different. As years old as I am, two years is valuable currency. I have spent two years on you. Ever since that first day, the mainspring of this school has been your career. Sometimes in the middle of the night, when I have been desperately tired, I have been awake making plans, large and small, sensible and silly. Plans for you. You tell me I have no interest. Yeah. If I say any more, I shall start to cry. I haven't cried since I was younger than you are, and I'll never forgive you for that. I'm going for a walk. I don't like this sort of conversation. If you want to go on, be it till tomorrow. It's not so. I don't want your money, and I don't want your time, and I don't want to be thankful to no strange woman for nothing. I don't understand you. I don't understand you. Oh, 
would not be splendid if he won. Two years isn't enough, Ron. Not even for him. He'll have strong candidates against him, boys from good schools. It all depends on how much the examiners will appreciate a highly original intelligence. But wouldn't it be exciting? It would be a wonderful thing for him. It would be a wonderful thing for rural education all over the country. And most of all, it would be a wonderful thing for you. You know, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about Henry VIII. I have a feeling there may be a question about the old boy and the paper suit. I'd better cram one or two fat things in before he starts. Oh, he must. He must. He must. Yes, Mr. Jones. He's come back, Miss Moffat. Yes, he's here. Aren't I there? But it cannot be you. Your mother just received a card. Well, Bessie, this is unexpected. Isn't it, Jack? Your mother's in the kitchen. Who's there to see Mum? Then why are you here? Questions and answers, just like school again. You I've come to see. Perhaps you had better retire to the study, Miss Rumbley. Oh, oh, yes. Very well, Bessie. I can give you exactly one minute of my time. Why? Morgan Evans is sitting for his Oxford examination this morning. Well, he needn't. He won't ever be going to Oxford. And why not? Because they're going to be a little stranger. I'm going to have a little stranger. You're lying. And if you don't believe it's Morgan Evans, you just ask it. Ask him about that time you locked me up. The night you had words with him. Oh. Or him about it if you had no human feelings. You just ask him. Oh, what can I see before? Does he know? I've come to tell him. And he'll have to marry me, of course, or I'll show him up. After all, the little stranger. Stop saying, little stranger. If you're going to have a baby, then call it a baby. Have you told anybody? Mr. Jones is all. Why is coming up the road with Morgan? I'll wait for him here. You listen to me. For the next three hours, Morgan Evans is not going to be disturbed. You are not going to see him. You can't believe me the way I am. Hasn't sunk in yet, has it? I'm teaching you something, am I? You are going into the kitchen, Bessie, to see your mother. You will then go upstairs, and as soon as the examination is finished, we will talk it all over when we're a little more calm. You dear, I got to see it. You tried to disagree. You mentioned this to anybody before we've had that talk, even your mother. I shall strike you so hard that I shall probably kill you. I mean every word of it. I don't mind. Three hours will go soon enough. Nobody home. Oh, sir, oh, I'm so sorry. How kind of you. It's such a dreadful day. Not at all, Mrs. Pettigrew. Anything for a mouse. Sit down, Morgan. The questions are in this envelope. Now, before I break the seal, I have a feeling they may bring up Henry VIII. I've written down a couple of dates. Here, memorize them. Yes, Miss Moffat. Glad it isn't me. Really quite stupid, you know. <laughs> now, Morgan, just don't get a children. No. Nor illegible. No. But aren't you going to wish my protege good fortune? Good luck. Thank you. Ready? Ready. This is your examination. Go to work. Miss Moffat. Yes? The very first question. Henry the eighth. <laughs> we'll 
The coin is green in a moment. You know, I read a story some time ago that made me realize that there can be heroes of peace as well as heroes of war. It was about a husky MC in Tokyo, name of Earl S. Whitney, Jr. He'd been supporting two war orphans, a Chinese and a Japanese, for three years on a private pay. He took little Fantung, age 13, under his wing first when the Chinese lad began hanging around the Tokyo base. Whitney rented a place for Fantung and took over the duties of a father. Then Hirayama Kyokichi, age 15, came along, and Whitney spread the other wing for him. For three years, he fed, educated, maintained, and clothed the pair. And then he took on a night job in a service club to earn some extra change. <laughs> he needed it. His army pay was $111.90 a month, and he spent about $100 a month on his two kids. He called the boys Mickey and Jimmy Whitney and hoped that someday they'd all wind up at his home back in Southern California. But in the meantime, even though he was only a private in the army, he was a real hero to those two war orphans. And it all goes to prove that such acts by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. It's midsummer now. Seven months since Morgan Evans took the examination for Oxford. Seven months since Bessie Watty suddenly returned and just as suddenly disappeared again without seeing Morgan. All week, Morgan's been far from the village, in Oxford, waiting word of his success or failure. How can you be so calm, Mr. Jones? Didn't you know the whole village is down at the railway to meet him? That's true. Oh, if she hasn't wanted to break her heart. She would feel it so clean as all that. I used not to think so. But since his examination day, they have been so much better friends. It has been a pleasure just to hear them conversing. Any news, Mr. Jones? Uh, not yet, Miss Moffat. Where's the flyer? To the railway, but with the rest of them. You do not appear nervous. I'm past being nervous, Ron. If he has won, I shan't believe it, Lucky. And, and if he has lost? If he has lost, we must proceed as if nothing has happened. Meantime, Mr. Jones, your report is on your desk. It's on very form two waiting for you. Yes, Miss Morgan. I knew they'd be watching for me, so I, I got off at some office. What's happening? I have no news, one way or another, except I'm no longer hopeful. Oh, why not? Well, they talk to me for hours. Oral examinations. They jump down hard on the New Testament, as you said. This. You, you are very pale. Better than a raging fever. Go on. Well, uh... I spent ten minutes explaining why St. Paul sailed from a town 300 miles inland. Oh, dear. And the French? Not good. I said, not really more to everything, but it did not fit every time. <laughs> did the president send for you? He did. He asked if I had ever had strong drink, and I looked him straight in the eye and said, No. <laughs> I was terribly nervous. My collar flew open. He, he didn't seem impressed with me at all. And then as I was leaving, he appeared to be sorry for me in some way. And I, well, I received the impression that I failed. When shall we know? Today, tomorrow, the next day. They'll send you the work. Failed. What? 
I can't let you talk about it. But we must talk about it. You faced the idea of failure the day you left for Oxford. But no, I've been to Oxford and come back. Come back from the world. Since the day, the day I was born, I've been a prisoner behind a stone wall. And now somebody has given me a leg up to have a look at the other side. They cannot drag me back again. They cannot. They must give me a point and send me over. I've never heard you talk so much since I've known you. Let's just think. I can talk now. The three days I've been there, I've been talking my head off. My second night there, I, I took a walk. There was a moon up. Not the same moon I see here. It's a different place altogether. All of a sudden, with one big rush against that moon, I saw this place again. You and I were sitting here studying. And all those books and everything I've ever learned from those books and from you was lighted up like like a magic lantern, Rome, Greece, Shakespeare, Carlyle, Milton, everything. Everything had a meaning because I was in a new world. And so it, it came to me while you worked like a slave to make me ready for this color ship. I have finished. I didn't want you to stop. I have not been drinking, Miss Moffat. I know. I can talk to you too now. Yes, I'm glad. Tell your terms, I am finding this waiting a definite frame. Telling the lad they'll send the results through the post. Where are they? Still eating? And Miss Moffat says, please, no questions till he's through. Whenever that will be, the young man will stop. Becky, just the fact he uh, how'd you do? How you are, Bloomy. What, uh, what, what to do? <laughs> Three days ago, she sent money to you. Uh, did you not receive the letter? Yes, I did. And all the others, till I was sick of them. What is all this? I'm here to congratulate a certain young gent in case he won oh. that scholarship. No, no, no. What has that got to do with you? You see, Miss Romney, it's like this. Don't Four weeks ago yesterday, I had a baby. You had a what? <laughs> Baby. Seven pounds, nine ounces. Good heavens, how ghastly. <laughs> but I just come for the... Thanks, Hello, Mum. My, you do look a golly lot. And where have you been all these months? And doing what, I'd like to know? Turning you into a granny. A granny? <laughs> well, thank you. Miss Moffat. So close the door, Morgan, and have a good sleep. Later we can... Hello, Miss Moffat. I've just been telling him you know what. Now I think it's time you told us who the fellow is. Proceedings, that's what I will take proceedings. That's my business. Who is it? Listen to me, Bessie. I'll tell you anything. Anything. It's no good, Miss Moffat. It's Morgan Evans. Oh, I don't believe it. Oh, I've been dreading this for months. In a way, it's a relief. Well, there is he. I got a four-week-old baby, and I haven't got a husband to keep him. Well, call him. There's no need to call him. I am willing to marry her, bestowing on the infant every advantage by bringing it up as a Baptist. You'd like that, Miss Moffat, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd like to oblige, really, but I couldn't. Besides, my friends would be furious. What friends? Ever such a nice gentleman, Mom, quite as well. I have never heard such a conversation outside a police car. <laughs> 
And you wouldn't care to marry me. Good question. Doesn't this friend of yours want to marry you? Don't talk of anything else. And he won't have the baby. So I've decided to give up my friend, Mary Morgan Evans. Unless Mr. Jones would consider the baby without me. The baby without you? Your own child? What about your mother, love? I haven't got any, didn't you know? What the thing to say, huh? I cannot remain here another minute. You want to make Morgan Evans marry you on the chance he will become fond enough of the child to ensure a future. Then your conscience will be clear, and later you can go off on your own. I shouldn't be surprised, at all. Meanwhile, it's worthwhile to ruin a boy on the threshold of... Oh, there must be a way out. There must be now. And bless his mother, I've got this What? Why can't you adopt it? This is what it don't be with Would that be you, Bessie? Would it? Yes, yes, it would. But what would I do with a baby? I don't even know what they look like. Oh, they're lovely little things. Now it's all over. No, stop it. It's what he sent her. Oh, do please. It put everything to right. He might grow up like his father, you know, and turn out quite nice. But it's mad. You're the grandmother, Walter. Surely. Oh, I couldn't. Now, I don't bet it no ill will, but every penny I get goes to the court. You're the one, dear. Really, you are. Bessie Rossi. You mean that if I do not adopt this child... I will have to tell Morgan Evans and he will ask to marry me. I swear that. And if I do, then I swear he'll never know a thing about it. Then I give in. Oh, that's lovely. My friend will be pleased. Well, I'll come along then and we'll arrange the tales later, shall we? I only did it to spite you, you know. Well, that's... For which we must be very truly thankful. For which... And Morgan? Has she gone? Why? This quiet just told me. Oh. He thought I knew. Then he said it was for the best that I ought to be told. Oh, why? Why should this happen? There is no need for you to upset yourself. Miss Muffet is going to take care of me. What? I am going to adopt it. And what do you take me for? Then what would you like to do? What would I like to do? It's not a question of what I would like to do. It's what I'm going to do. I'm going to marry her, and that's fine. I knew this would happen. Answer it, Walter. No. No, I'll go. It may be the squire, and I don't want it here. Oh, thank you. It's a telegram. From Oxford. You have won the scholarship, Morgan. Come along with me, Mr. Jones, and I'll make you a lovely cup of tea. Oh, what's the use in women? Morgan. Now, look at me. If ever anybody has stood at the crossroads, you are now. It's no use, Miss Moffat. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to speak to you very simply, Morgan. I want you to change suddenly from a boy to a man. Now, I understand this is a great shock to you, but I want you to throw off this passionate obstinacy to do the right thing. Did you ever promise her marriage? No, no, no. Did you ever tell her that you loved her? No, no, but it makes no difference. There is a child living and breathing on this earth because of me, and I cannot turn from that part. But don't you know that she has her own plans and she doesn't want the child? If you marry her, you know what will happen, don't you? You will go back to the mine. In a year, she will have left you both. 
You will be drinking again, and this time you will not stop. That does not alter the fact that I have a duty to them both. Yes, you have a duty. But it's not to this... this little lady. You mean a duty to you? No. A year ago, I might have said a duty to me. But that night you showed your teeth, you gave me a lot to think about. You caught me unaware, and I gave you the worst possible answer back. I turned sorry for myself and taunted you with an ingratitude. Yes, I was a fool not to realize that a debt of gratitude is the most humiliating debt of all. That a little show of affection would have wiped it out on me. I offer you that affection today. Why? Why are you saying this to me, no? Because as the moments are passing, and I am going to get my way, I know that I'm never going to see you again. Never again? But why? If you're not to marry her, it would be madness for you to come in contact with the child. So if I'm adopting the child, you can never come to see me. Common sense, Morgan. You've been given the push over the wall you asked for. But you, you will be staying here. Oh, can I never come back after everything you've done for me? Every morning when I take my walk, up there where the valley suddenly dropped here, you know the place? Yes. I have found myself thinking of you, working for this scholarship and winning it, and I have experienced a feeling of, of complete happiness. I shall experience it again. You have no duty to me, Morgan. Your only duty is to the world. The world? Now that you're going, there's no harm in telling me something. I don't think you realize what your future can become if you give it a chance. You, you could become a great man of our country. If a light come into the mine, you said, remember? Yes. Make that light come into the mine and someday free these children. Morgan, you could be more, much more. You could be a man for a future nation to be proud of. Perhaps I'm mad. I don't know. It's up to you. Uh I do not know what, what to say. I have been so much time in this room. The lessons are over, Morgan. Uh, I shall always remember. Well, I'm glad you think you will. Please, Miss Poppy. Yes, Miss Ruth. The band is out and it's me, Morgan. Got to come to town hall. No, Jim Joe. Please, man, please. Never forgive you. Goodbye, Morgan. I... I am so... I cannot talk. Ideas of other people aren't so strange after all. 
For instance, in Saint-Comte in northern France, most of the men of the village are fishermen. Before venturing out to sea, they gather in the Notre Dame de Salute Church to make their devotions, seeking divine guidance for a successful trip and safe return. Benediction services are held also in other parts of France, in England and Newfoundland, in Greece and Italy. They're of a religious nature, but uh, fishermen are pretty superstitious, too. Many of them will refuse to join a ship that doesn't have a mascot. And some refuse to sail on certain days or when the tide is running a certain way. I just don't think it'll be lucky for them. Well, all this might sound strange, but as our servicemen have observed, we have our own traditions about the sea. In some cases, these are religious, too, such as the services that are held in San Diego and Wilmington, California, at New Orleans and other fishing centers of Louisiana. We have other customs as far as luck is concerned. The crisping of a ship by breaking a bottle of wine or water over its bow. The carrying of a dog, cat, or other animal as a mascot. And the ritual still exists when crossing the equator of initiating the first climbers, introducing them to King Neptune, the royal chaplain, the surgeon, the barber, and the royal baby. It's an enduring custom that dates back into antiquity when men in all seriousness paid homage to the sea gods. These things are part of our culture, and they have their equivalents among the customs and traditions of other people. A way of doing things may be different, but the ideals are the same. And our servicemen are helping to maintain goodwill between us and the people of other countries by observing these customs, by learning about them, and by honoring them. Now, here's Mr. Carrie Wilson with our star. And we welcome them back to the footlights, Claudette Colbert and Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> I really am impressed. 24 appearances on the radio theater. Did you repeat some of your pictures several times? No. The only picture we ever repeated was Family Honeymoon. I did that twice. Well, I'm not only impressed, Terry, I'm completely discouraged. Imagine starring in all those pictures. But your career is zooming ahead, Cam. Let me tell you about next week's play. It's the light-hearted, romantic adventure of a glamorous young model who finds her entire life rearranged by a chance encounter with a marriage broker. Yes, it's that hilarious hit from 20th Century Fox, The Model and the Marriage Broker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.